Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Hello, good day. Welcome to the next episode of Just, Just One, One thing. thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of Mindful Living. Today, and we would also welcome you on Facebook at Mindful Couple. And in particular, we'd like and love for you to join our very supportive group on Facebook, Facebook Groups, uh, Mindful Living Today with Lisa and Brad. That's on groups. Today, we are going to talk about escaping negative thought loops or restricted thinking, or false dichotomies, or some way that sort of keeps you trapped in something that's that's negative, and you just can't get it out of your head, and you can't explore and find other options. Uh, this is something we just sort of came up with this morning based on some conversations we had over the weekend. So why don't you uh, expound a little bit about sort of what made you think this would be a great thing to talk about? Well, I think it's something that everybody struggles with, it was, you know, in, in varying degrees, where a situation arises and you get attached, I call them sticky. It's a sticky, sticky thought. Sticky. It's a Can't sticky get, thought. Get rid of it. That there's only one way to go about right. this. There's only one solution that would make you happy. There's only one pathway that will solve this problem. And because it is so sticky, it cycles. So it keeps. So you think, and, oh, and, I, and oftentimes because you're only looking at one solution. It, it is not a solution. It is not it's a solution. It's not a way out. So you, right. your brain keeps looping around trying to figure out a way to make this one way right. work. And oftentimes it, 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 it can it never just, work. It's just impossible. Right. Yeah. I think we get attached either to a certain outcome that we think can only be achieved in one way or we get uh, stuck with, um, it, you know, just a thought like, I love, I only love broccoli, so I'm not going to eat anything other than broccoli. And somebody says, well, how about, you know, green beans? You're like, no, I only like broccoli. And you just, <laughs> you just can't get anything other than that one right, right. thing. And so it prevents you from considering other options. And consequently, okay. we feel trapped. And frequently, I think it's also, there is an altered sense of reality because of old stories. Okay. So this is the way my mother did. You may not right. even know that you have that sure. attachment. Yeah. This is the way we've always done it. Or we, whoever some, we some is. Some teacher taught me this. A coach right. said, said this. this. Uh, I read it in a book that this is the way you go about this. Right. And so you get stuck in you like. You get attached. Uh, I can't get out of it. Really yeah. attached to this is the story and I, I, I can't have another story. Okay. So that, that's why it's important because it alters our, our ability to have choice. Sure. And I think it is frequently based on either a false sense of reality or a false sense of expectation. Yeah, and, and you talked about locking into sort of like only one way to go about it. What I right. see very often is people get locked into a very, what I call a false dichotomy. Right. It's either this or, or that. that. I can either quit my job or I can I go miserable. poor. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's, there's just like, I get stuck in an either or. So Yes. And to yes. me, the ma- if I can jump ahead, to me, yeah. the magical word is and. Yes, yes. You know, I could do this. And this, and this. And when you start adding, when you think about and, and instead of or, right. all of a sudden opportunities open up. Yes. Because I could do this, and this, and this, and this, and uh, all of a sudden you have uh, other opportunities. Well, I think in particular what too. you just referenced too is 
people feel stuck between two bad choices. Well, I call that a false dichotomy. Right, exactly. That's I what mean, you just I, I mean, what yeah, you just I, described. I see, um, particularly on social media posts and things, for example, and I'm, it's a political kind of thing that says like, you know, we can feed our veterans or we can send foreign aid to other people starving. Right. And, well, it's, you can do both, both and you can right. do other things. And that, you know, the federal government and the, your tax dollars can solve a lot, a lot of, of problems. problems. It's not an either right. or. And you don't, it uh, it simplifies things to create a false dichotomy. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, and it's oftentimes very, you know, it's not true. Well, and it, it's crippling. It, it takes you basically out of the loop. Right. Um, you know, your example of, well, I can either stay with the job that I hate or I can be broke. Like neither, yeah. neither one, right. <laughs> neither one of those is a choice anybody would choose. But somehow yeah. you get stuck in that thought loop of thinking those are my only choices. Right. And so, which which would I prefer? Well, I would prefer to stay with the job that I hate rather than, broke, rather than be broke and starving. And starving, right? And and really, there's a lot of other options. That, there are that other are jobs open. you could go to. There are right. ways you could perhaps change some of the situation in your exactly. job in terms of duties you perform. Maybe there's a way you can shift the hours. Maybe you could shift to a different department where you have a different boss. boss right. You know, right. I'm not saying that's true in your situation, but there's oftentimes there multiple options. alternatives to right. even make small changes that can make things so much better. Yes, yes. And I think in the I think in I feel like in family dynamics and also in in jobs, I think people get very stuck mm-hmm. with that that struggle where for example, family dynamic, you know, I have a sibling um and right. they're they only they always talk badly to me. They yeah. they always put me down. And so my choice is either to put up with them talking bad to me or to cut off all communication right. with them. And I can't think of another option. So therefore, I'm just stuck with these two. Well, okay, wh- how can we broaden so, that perspective and have so other options? So talk to me about how do I get out of that loop? How do I broaden my perspective? How can I escape those kinds of thought loops? I think a lot of times uh, and frequently in, in articles about this kind of stuff or if you've talked to people who are either coaches or therapists or whatever, um, to me, one of the easiest, and you talked about this several times, the easiest way to get yourself out of this mm. is how would I talk to me if right. I were my friend? <laughs> if my exactly. friend was coming to me with well, yeah, this same problem, how would I answer I, that when problem? I work with, when I work with my clients, you know, a lot of times they get, you know, they just get stuck and they're, and more often than not, they're, they're, Self-talk is very negative. Right. Exactly. Thought, well, well, how would you disc- how would you work with a good friend, friend. a friend that you love, a friend that right. you want the best for? What advice would you give them? Right. In terms of number one, how to treat and talk about themselves. Right. How would you evaluate the situation, and what would you recommend to them? Right. Going forward, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, well, well I I could I, be I, saying I wouldn't treat myself this way at all. I right. go about it totally differently." Well, right. okay, that's reframed. That's changed that perspective a little right. bit. That's kind of broken that loop that you were stuck in a little bit. Yes. And just thinking about talking to yourself as if you were another right. is one good way to sort of break that thought loop. How would right. you go about that? Yeah. Right. And and another, I think another thing is maybe looking at someone that had a similar situation mm-hmm. and what did, what were their options? Sure. And I think what immediately happens, I think frequently in that situation is you say, well, they could do that, but I couldn't. Okay. Well, okay. But, but, but uh-huh. again, and 
what would be the first thing sure. I could do yes. to make something similar happen? And maybe the first thing is to ask them, how did you get the courage yeah. to make that choice? Sure. What was the yes. first thing you did to make this very challenging decision and change your trajectory? Um, frequently, going back to a job situation, you know, I can work here, that I know I'm, I, I don't like the boss, or I can like work over here, but I don't get paid as much as I think sure. I'm worth. Well, there, there, there's there's way more than those yes, two places absolutely. that you can work. Yeah. There are many, many, many other places yeah. that you can work. And to me, the talking to yourself as if you were a friend is one example of how you change perspective. Absolutely. And to me, absolutely. It's, it's changing perspective that's one of the keys to getting out of these thought loops. So yes. you can talk to yourself as if you're a friend. The other, one of the other things that really is good to me that I use a lot is change the time perspective. You know, yes. how would I look at this situation like 10, five year, years, 10 from years from now or five right. years from now, looking back, how would I have approached this? How would I think about it in terms of or, or, steps or, or going about it? How important? Or, or is it really important at all? What <laughs> right. I Should I even really be worrying about this? Right, thing? right. Should I be devoting two weeks of, of anguish. deep <laughs> anguish over something that is a blip? Seriously, I probably will not even right. remember this right. even two years from now. Um, so yes, I think the, the, the more you can take yourself out of you mm -hmm. and view this from another person, from a global perspective, sure. from a time perspective, anything that can make it bigger mm -hmm. as opposed to that zeroing in focus right. that we tend to I get. I think uh, you pointed me to uh, the book the that book you're of joy. reading now, The Book of Joy, which is a series of conversations between Bishop Desmond Tutu and, and the, the Dalai, Dalai Lama. Lama. And it's talking about how do we cultivate joy in our life. And one of the things that I read this morning at your urging uh, was about how to change perspective. And one of the things that I was struck me is if you sort of think about the world and all of the problems and things that are going on from a personal perspective and you use personal pronouns like I, I and am, me right. and mine, number one, you're going to get stuck in thought loops. Right. Number two, you're very likely to raise all of those stress hormones in yes. your body because everything becomes very personal right. and it correlates very highly with, you know, disease, heart, heart disease, failure, yes. stress related, depression, diseases, et cetera, depression, right. those kinds of right. things. And if you can think about we and ours and a larger perspective in terms of any problem that you're dealing with, right. number one, your opportunities for coming up with a solution are increased. Number two, you reduce all of those stress hormones that are related to thinking about me and my and, and well, mine and, and I and those kinds of things. That's a great point so. because really I think what it becomes important to understand is when you get caught in that thought, that anxiety, mm -hmm. right. uh, anxious thought loop, that's a fight or flight response that is kind of built it's in. It's tied to personal survival. It yeah. is tied to survival. And as soon as we can do anything to stop the cycle that's when we get executive function. That's when we get that ability to make rational thought. Right. And so, you know, anything that removes you from that cyclical thinking, and there are so many tools. Um, one of the things that comes to mind that I use when I get stuck in a cyclical thought is I use an affirmation. Right. So as soon yeah. as that, you know, as soon as I'm never going to get a new job, I'm never going to get a new job, I hate the job I have, I'm always going to be miserable, then I can stop and think, I love my job. And new jobs come my way all the time. Right. And so that that in and of itself 
stops that negative thought. Well, and even if that sounds goofy to you, because I don't love my job, right. maybe you it could doesn't say make something any like, difference. well, there are parts of my job that I enjoy. You, okay. know, you, could, you could affirm that. You could find something to seize right. upon. And what that does is it is it sort of takes away that, that, it's anything. that, that panic kind of thinking, which anything. is sort of behind that loop and allows you to step back and gain a new perspective and think, well, there are parts of my job, job that, that I, I like. like. How can right. I expand that? Maybe there are other things I could do. Maybe there are other jobs that are out there that exactly. sort of have greater, more of that, more of that kind right. of a thing. And right. now you think, well, maybe I can actually leave this city and go to another city, and all of a sudden, different options exactly are available to you when you can sort of get out of that. Because the thought loop is tied to sort of panicky yes. survival kinds yes. of thinking, and you can sort of like step back, have the greater executive function, have a broader set of. Uh, options available to right. you and think it through a little bit better. Well, I think of it like feeding a beast, okay. you know, <laughs> you know, when that energy starts, right. it's like a hungry beast. And when it starts, it wants to be fed. It wants more. And for me, uh-huh. I can feel my brain. It's almost like an old fashioned tickler file. Right. I can feel my brain searching for other examples of places I failed, of right. places that I right. got stuck, of reasons I'm unhappy, of reasons I sure. won't like where I am. And so it's looking to feed that fear uh-huh. as a survival well, mechanism. Sure. Yeah. And so what we what we really need to do is anything <laughs> like an affirmation, sure. like thinking, okay, what would I do if I was talking to a friend? Anything that can stop that pattern so that it shuts down the feeding of the beast. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that, so that is where choice happens. Yeah. And that is where flexibility happens. That's where opportunity opens up is as soon as we can do something. Another thing, um, another great mindfulness technique that I use is when you feel any kind of that anxious loop thing going to find something tactile. Sure. Just, just find something that has a texture to it and feel it. Like, like don't let your mind wander as best right. you can. Keep your mind focused on, oh, what does this feel like? Is it sharp here? Is it dull? Yeah. Is it smooth? Is it soft? Does it have temperature? And the more that I am into the sensation of feeling, uh-huh. the less okay. that cyclical well, loop great. can happen. One of the things that I find really valuable to me, and you know, I, I, I will admit for a great portion of my life, I was very egocentric. You know, really only cared about cared about what was going on with me. Okay. Um, I think it fed sort of the anxiety and right. those kinds of things right. that's well, sort it of does. a big part of my life. But what I have found is, although it doesn't actually help me solve the problem that I'm facing, if I just intentionally do something nice for somebody, for somebody else, else absolutely. it takes me out of my head. It makes me less worried about myself. And although it doesn't directly solve my problem, it sort of takes me out of that frenzied thought loop so that when I do come back to thinking about the problem... It just feels very different. Well, it doesn't, it's a, it's, again, it, it's that broader perspective. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. And now I have, oh, well, I, I could do this or I could do that. And think thoughts that didn't even occur to right. me because I did something nice for somebody else. It changed my sort of whole view the of the world. View. Right. It, 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 it allowed me to sort of like all, now all of a sudden my brain is doing what it should be doing and giving me all options. kinds of options that I can, right. that I can deal with. And, that's, and that goes hand in hand. That is that broader perspective. So it is stepping outside of yourself, and it may be totally unrelated to what your current right, issue sure. is. But okay, I'm feeling very, really anxious about my job. Let me go yeah. to the soup kitchen and and help fix meals sure. for a day. Um, that doesn't seem like it's it's connected, right. but I guarantee you will yeah, come absolutely. home feeling thankful for that job that you hate. <laughs> well, 
and if nothing else, where you only thought there was like one way to do something, now yeah, you'll right. have four or five or six ways right. to think about it. Just because it, it, your brain it will just, just do that. Creates, yeah. and, it, and it gives you really what the science is behind that is it gives you a feeling of community. So suddenly it's not just you against the world trying to figure right. out what that sure. one thing is that you think is going to make you happy in this moment. Yeah. It's, oh, wait a minute, I'm part of this big community. Yes, this is a struggle, but lots of people are struggling. I can Absolutely. find I can find my joy. I can find my solution so in this somewhere con- else. In this context of thought loops, and I know most of us suffer from these thought loops that are right. negative from time to time. What would be the one thing that you would tell somebody to sort of how do, how do I break this? How do I change this? How do I get out of this? You know, I I honestly I think when I think about this kind of stuff and I talk to people, I think. A lot of people don't even recognize oh, sure. that 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 running of that engine in your mind that's mm-hmm. making you sure. anxious that you even have the opportunity to impact that okay. at all. Oh, it, sure. dr- drug free, like that's something right. that you actually you don't have to drink. You six don't have shots of tequila to right, fix that. right. So to me, the first thing is recognizing. Oh wait a minute, my mind is taking me to a place that's anxious thought loops. Yeah, and. Perfect. I would rather not go there. So right. what are my options right yeah, now? It's not something that you're stuck with forever. There are ways to go. There are lots awesome. of options. Awesome. So that's I the first that. thing to me. What about you? I, I'm going to go with that. Okay. You know, I think so much of what we talk about in terms of increasing your happiness, well-being is just recognizing that you have an ability to change yes. the way you experience your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Great topic. I love it. So An important, t- really important, important topic. Until next time. This This has has been been Just just One one thing. Thing.